Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to this podcast. My name is Ryan Anthony Hernandez, and you're listening to The Truth That Heals. Um, it's been a few weeks since I last dropped the podcast. I've been very busy. I just got back from Las Vegas, and I had one heck of a trip. I know we're in Lent. Uh, don't worry. I didn't eat any any meat on Friday. Uh, we had seafood. I actually went for a, a family a birthday party. It was like a reunion, so a family that... I hadn't been with in quite a while, so it was nice. But uh, as the saying goes, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. All I can say is I woke up and I'm in Salt Lake City and I'm thinking, oh, snaps, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, this is in San Antonio. <laughs> so uh, I got the next uh, plane and um, here I am. I'm, I'm back in San Antonio. I'm doing good, alive and healthy. And uh, thank God uh, for the experience. Uh, we went for my cousin's birthday. Uh, it was his 40th birthday. We're we're a year late. He's actually 41, but um, because of the whole coronavirus uh, pandemic, we skipped it, and uh, that's why we're doing it this year. So happy birthday, <laughs> Primo. Uh, I love you very much. Thank you for, for taking care of me when I was in San Antonio and for helping, helping me to get home. And that's what I want to talk about in this episode is on helping people get home uh, or helping people get from point A to point B. Um, Because in my situation, when I left the religious life, I was really lost. Like the the way how I was lost in this Vegas trip, I just woke up and I'm in Salt Lake City. Uh, I was lost like that in the sense of I didn't know which direction to take and I didn't have really much support so I wanted to discuss about um, different interactions that I had with uh, different church people and how some of them some of them were really helpful and how some of them would really put me down and I want to discuss this because uh, so many, uh, ex ex religious uh, go through that that um, that journey of you know when you leave you feel so ashamed or either that or you feel the support it's it's very mixed so I wanted to kind of dive into it and hopefully together we can kind of understand how we as a church or as a people or as a society. How we can help people, not only ex ex religious, but even um, soldiers, uh, military, uh, people who have been gone for so long in service. How we can um, really respect them when they return, uh, because in my case, it was really, it was a really dark period, and I hate I hate for that darkness to really fall on anyone else. Uh, and that's why I want to share my story. So hopefully the mistakes that happened, they don't happen again. And we can learn on, one, how to understand. Uh, two, how to listen. And three, what can we do to help ex, uh, particularly uh, ex-religious members when they leave? So when I left the religious life, two different members approached me. One was a priest 
and one was a brother. And this priest, he he saw me and he said, hey, uh, can I speak to you? Sure. I mean, he didn't, he wasn't aggressive or mean or anything. He was just very, hey, I would like to talk to you. We sit down, you know, we're just chilling. And he's telling me, look, I know you're, you're living the religious life, but I'll be honest with you. I, I hate to see you go. Okay. Do you think you can just stay maybe a few more months? You know, pray about it. Um, think about it. Uh, well, you have other members here who are very supportive. And, and he was right that there are other members there who are very good, who are very supportive. And it was very tempting, but I, I had to tell him, look, you know, I had been here for 11 years and I really feel that it's time for me to move on. Um, but, you know, thank you for at least talking to me nicely. And it was a big step because so many other, other members, uh, had spoken to us quite negatively. Um, uh, not only to me, but other, uh, religious brothers and sisters and not only to them, but behind their backs. So, you know, being there for 11 years, I had seen like our founder, how he would bash ex-members saying how cursed they are how hex they are, um, and kind of put them down. And so if if you are to leave the religious life, many of the other members, they would look at you like, ew, look at that. Oh, he, he's he's leaving the religious life? Oh, he's he's hurting God? You know, he's he's hurting the sacred heart of Jesus? What a, what a miserable person. But the, the cool thing is that not everyone shared that view. Others, like this priest who approached me, uh, were very... Uh, you know, human, you know, like I, I see emotions instead of being like a robot. Uh, he was full of emotions and like, look, I, I care about you and, you know, I want what's best for you. But hey, it's your life uh, and I'm praying for you. I support you. And that uh, the way he spoke to me was the best thing that I had that week. Uh, I don't know, <laughs> not the best thing of the year. I had some pretty good things that year, but that was the best thing of <laughs> of that week. Uh, I'll say that. And maybe a, a few hours later, I meet up with another uh, religious brother. And our my discussion with him was the complete opposite. So this guy, he comes and he um, he grabs my elbow. He grabs my arm. He, he always liked to do that. He was... He was a bit of a bully and the traits that he had that I've noticed throughout the 10 years I lived with, with him and being in the community was very power hungry. He loved control. He loved to belittle people. He loved to show that he was on top and he hated uh, people questioning or standing up. So anyways, at this point, I'm not even a brother any, anymore. I'm just, I'm just still staying in the Philippines getting my, my things ready for my transition. And he sees me, he grabs my arm, and he pulls me close to him, and he, he tells me, how dare you? How dare you leave God? How dare you just disobey God? And, hey, I, I blew up. And I told him, you know, excuse me for the language, you might want to turn it down. But I told him, hey, dude, back the fuck up. And he looks at me, and he grabs my arm again. He's like, insisting what you're doing is a hex you are hexing yourself you are not following god and i told him motherfucker 
are you God? I mean, your whole time when you were my superior or, you know, when we're in the community, all you love to do is to belittle people. All you love to do is to put people down. So don't give me this bullshit like you really care. And and you're not God, so you don't know my discernment. You don't know what God wants from me. I don't know what God wants from you. So don't act like you know who I am. Don't act like you know what God wants from me. And so he looks at me and he starts gaslighting. He's like, he's, he starts saying, oh, I was never bad. Where You're making up these stories. And I said, bullshit, man. For, for all these years, you love to humiliate. And I would have to keep my mouth shut and keep silent when you would talk crap. But hey, look, I'm not a brother. And even if I were a brother, you should still speak to every single person with respect. And so we we spoke a little more. I guess he kind of chilled out. I chilled out. We I, I apologize. I'm like, hey, look, I apologize for cussing at you, for saying bad words. But look, you're not God, buddy. You're not God. You're not the person assigned to tell me what to do. You're not the person assigned to tell me how to live. You don't know what I've been through. I don't know what you've been through. But you need to shut up when it comes to telling people in that in that manner, what God's will is, because you don't know what God's will is for me. And so <laughs> we made peace or kind of like half-hearted. I try to make peace. How he is now, uh, I don't know. I, I wash my hands. I move on. I pray for him. I hope he's changed. But as you can see, these two examples of the first one, the priest who was very... Um, supportive very prayerful like hey i i'm praying for you you know but this is this is your life and i i support you we're here for you that was a better approach than how dare you leaving god and the sad thing is many of us we're we're fed these ex-members we have this narrative stuck in our mind that we have hurt God. We have offended God. Um, that no one is praying for us. That we're we're evil people. We're hexed. And I kind of want to to ignore that and bring to light um, the example of the priest who was supportive, uh, who was praying and. Um, and by looking at these two approaches of one, the first the first priest, how he was very supportive, very helpful. I think it was very healthy. The second approach, negative, condemnative. I mean, I didn't want to be a Christian at that at that moment. My thought was, hmm, if this is how Christians are, then why should I why be a Christian? Why be a Christian if um, like in my case, I'm getting beaten up for nothing or I'm getting uh, smacked around, um, not getting fed, all, all these bad things. And I don't like dwelling on it, but you got to talk about it. I mean, if, if no one talks about it, no one's going to know. And uh, when I left, I, I was mixed with these two voices. 
one voice saying, hey, we support you. We love you. We're praying for you. And then another voice, the voice of that other brother that says, how dare you? You're hurting God. You are, you're hexed. You're cursed. God's not going to bless you. So these things, you know, they, they stay in, in your mind. You know, they, they stay in my mind for the longest time. And for other ex-members, I don't know what your experiences are. I don't know if they're exactly like mine or they're similar, but I I assure you there is hope. You know, God is greater than all those trials that we went through in the religious life. And hey, I still miss a lot of things of the of the religious life. I still am in in contact with a lot of uh brothers and some of the sisters who are very good people. But I want to urge the listeners uh, to think, what can we do to help ex-members? Uh, because sometimes, you know, I, I get approached and people tell me, hey, uh, I know you're doing this podcast, but you know what? I'm thinking may, maybe you're not healed. Brother, maybe you need healing. And I think, well, you don't know me. You don't know what I've gone through. You don't know what uh, giant steps I have taken to be the man that I am today. So, um, well, who who is healed in life? I think all of us have our problems and all of us have different ways to deal with them, but I'm dealing with, with my problems head on. Uh, I'm not going to pretend that, like it never happened. I think that so many members, they look at, at the problems that happened in the religious life and they make it either a joke a joke about it to cope with it. They make it sound like, oh, it's part of a, a fraternity. You know, they made us do these crazy obediences, but you know, it's all good. And it's like you're you're justifying the crimes of some of these superiors because some of the obediences that obediences that they gave us were truly crimes. They're truly criminal. Um and no one's talking about it because uh what happens? You get told, oh, maybe you're not healed, or you get told you're scandalizing people. Well, who's the one scandalizing people? The victim or the victimizer? The the abuser. And it's really the abuser. It's it's not me who's scandalizing people. It's it's the one who did who did the the acts. Uh there should be questions. What's going on in that place? And the good thing is that like I've already mentioned it in previous uh, podcast how there was like a split there was like a mix of power in this group there was one that would that would really want to serve and love God and and be Christ-like and there was another group that was very cult-like and uh, power hungry and controlling and the good thing is that those two groups have split where those call like members, they said, "Hey, the hell with this. We're gonna we're gonna go our own way, because we see that the Vatican is uh is cracking down." So they're doing their own thing. They're not with the church. They're not with any bishops, and it it sucks because I still do love them, and with the members who are there, who are faithful, who are being transparent with the Vatican, with the people, I feel that. Um, I feel that these are very brave young men, young women, 
and I love them so much for having the bravery to to stay in their vocation, uh, to be transparent. And I'm calling out all of those other religious who split, uh, even the founder who split. Uh, where's your backbone? I mean, you wanted us to have absolute obedience to you. And yet when the church tells you to do a small obedience, you take off and you use loopholes. And they're bogus loopholes because you use so many different names and you, you try to trick and you you do all these things and you taught us differently. You taught us to obey to the letter. You taught us to to obey and in obeying to, to love God, to do it cheerfully. And what do I see you guys doing? I see you running. And I see you still sending letters, a money appeal for this, for that. But you know what? When I was there, I was freaking starving. I freaking didn't have shoes. If, if I wanted shoes, I'd have to beg. If I wanted a good meal, I'd be, I'd be humiliated. While you guys fattened your bellies and traveled around the world with the money that our parents gave. So yeah, I'm calling you guys out because I love you guys. And I want you to come back to your senses that you, the founder, you are not some saint. I'm pretty sure he's going to use this and he's probably going to put it on YouTube and say, oh, look at the persecution that we're getting. Please donate. Uh, please look at how, uh, how uh, hexed and evil. It's very sad that you are men and women of God. You're uh, supposed to be. You're parading as religious but you've already split from the church. You split from the Vatican. You're not following orders. Um, you're being deceptive. You're being tricksy. And to the members who are still with you guys, you're not being transparent. They don't know what's going on. They don't know that you guys have been lying. So, so to family members, you might be thinking, oh man, you know, my... My daughter, my brother, my son, my sister, whatever. You know, he's there. But if I were to tell him the truth, you know, that, that would ruin them. Well, what's better? You telling them the truth or them being stuck in a delusion? Making them think that they're following the church when in reality they're not. And the funny thing is, you know, I, I obeyed everything. I took everything to heart and then later on i find out that i could have left any time that i wanted but they were using fear fear tactics to keep me in there so i implore you family members let them know the truth if you talk to to a relative or a family member who's who's still in that bad community you know let them know hey look don't you know that your your superior isn't even following the vatican I thought I thought you're or I thought you're trained to, you know, be obedient. But how come you guys are being obedient? And I'm pretty sure that they will say anything to, to make the the founder and the other members look good. They they justify it, but they've been brainwashed. They've been brainwashed for so long. But please, don't lose hope. Um, and I still have hope for for you. You cult like members. Uh, that you'll you'll wake up, and you'll see that what you did was was wrong, 
what you did was uh, controlling people and brainwash people and do all this sleep deprivation and really hum- humiliate people and put people down. But that's not what Christianity is all about, is it? So I'll, I'll end it with there. I'll, I'll, I'll end it there. Um, but I invite everyone, please pray for former members. Uh, pray for the good members who are still there, who are really doing their best to be missionaries, who are doing their best to serve the poor, to serve the church, to serve families, and who are obedient, who are transparent with the church and with the people. Pray for them because they need they need the prayers. They need they need the support. And with the other group, pray for them that they, they don't continue being so tricksy. They don't continue be, being so manipulative um, and deceptive. So uh, please uh, pray for them. Pray for me. And let's all pray for each other. Amen. Thank you for listening and God bless.